coming to you live from the CBS Community of Summerson, Philadelphia. Beautiful, lovely, and lively Wednesday morning. Uh, here, once again, with our fine crowd over here. Um, we have Rabbi Max over there somewhere in the gallery, and Rabbi Max's beard as well. Asha Vigschus, Vigschus to have Rabbi Max and his beard. And we're going right over here. In Derech Hashem, we began. Chelik Shlishi yesterday on the topic of Nevoah. We gave an intro yesterday why the Ramchal seems to dedicate an entire section to seemingly a specific topic. And we said it's not a specific topic at all. It's the next logical move after Chelik Aleph and Chelik Beis. It's Hashem's involvement, direct involvement in this world. And the Ramchal is now, you know, the general top title of the of the third parak is on the topic of prophecy. The topic of prophecy. Um, but in his inimitable fashion, the Ramchal is going to be building up step by step to take us to prophecy. And we don't just jump into prophecy, we need the background, we need the building blocks. And the Savior is all about the building blocks. The Ramchal is going to give us blocks and give us the build and build us up block after block to lead us to prophecy. And who knows, Rabbi Yisai, when we are done with this section, we may, in fact, be prophets. may make yet prophets out of us. And uh, maybe we'll go start our own religion, even, right? That'll be exciting. Non-profit organization. Yeah, well, I was about to say one of the most profitable <laughs> things you can do is start a religion, right? Yeah. That's, many people have done that, uh, and they've made a lot of money. For, for anyway. The, for the past 26 centuries. Mm. What? For the past 26 centuries, it's mm. all non-profit. Mm. Yeah, yeah, all right. Okay. Okay, anyway. Um, so so we got the ball rolling over here yesterday on the topic of prophecy, and Ramchal told us so far that there's a distinction that man has, that sets him aside from all other creations, and there's a commonality that he has with all of the creations. And so far, we're only talking about the commonality, what he has in common. What he has in common, we saw, is a nefesh. Man has a nefesh. And by man, again, we mean mankind. That's a figure of speech in English. Man means mankind, to be understood as mankind. And man has a nefesh that he has in common with all animals, the entire animal world. He has a nefesh. And this nefesh is... What gives him um, his ability to perceive his surroundings, to sensate his surroundings, to analyze and respond to his surroundings. And we have that in common with every beast and all creatures, great and small. We have that, in, they, they all have this. From the, you know, the, the elephant down to the, down to the cockroach and everything in between, they perceive their environment with senses. Some of them have... Um, you know, heightened sensory perception in some areas, some have lowered in other areas, some have senses that others don't. You know, they say the sharks and other types of water animals can sense electricity, right? And dogs can hear things above our range of hearing, they can smell things beyond our range of smelling. Um, good, so every, as Ramchal himself pointed out, each one according to the nature of how it, how it operates, how it's built. But it's the nefesh that gives us and animal kind these um, abilities to be involved in our environment, to respond to our environment. And the nefesh is the soul. So what does that mean? Everything in creation has some kind of godly spark, has a, has a spiritual soul. So we saw yesterday, we brought two proofs that this soul, this nefesh is not spiritual, it's physical. It's a physical soul. This ability to be involved in one's um, environment, to perceive it, to pick up on it, to analyze and respond to it, be, stimulus and response, that's essentially what we're talking about. Analyze, respond, after I perceive my environment, it's a physical component. 
it's DAC, which means you're not going to see it. You can't analyze it. You can't dissect it in a laboratory, but it is something physical. And that's comforting in that we'll see the spiritual component is what separates man from animal. Animal does not have a spiritual component. This soul, therefore, necessarily is physical. We saw that yesterday. Um, and what we were up to was that this soul, this nefesh, that everything has, from man all the way down to microorganisms, this nefesh, which is this mitzias echod dakmaoid, the very subtle, imperceptible um, entity, is inserted, said the Ramchal, is inserted into the um, original stages, the first stage of an animal's creation, this nefesh is inserted, is infused. That's what the Ramchal said. Nimshach uba b'soy chazera acharei hikoltoi. How can be infused when they're born? Not when they're born, when they're conceived. When, yeah, yeah, so when the egg when they, is fertilized. When start, okay, when they start to move, and let's say like this to be, they already have the uh, soul. Even in, 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 in the egg, it has already, the Ramchal says, in the embryo, in the, in the womb. Like oh, so that's what we want to talk about today. Very good. So remember last year, la- yesterday. Like doing an injection, and he's he's alive. Very good. Well, Excellent question. This? So this is exactly what we left off with yesterday. I said that's why we didn't continue yesterday. We hit the pause button. We left off on a cliffhanger. I said we wanted to begin today talking about this specific point that it's it's um, infused, introduced. The soul is yes. introduced. What does that mean exactly? But we do see that already in the womb, already in the egg, there is the, the soul is there, this physical soul. And it's, you know, you can see that, I mean, we, we, it's, 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 it can be tested and verified that um, any species, even in gestation, even in, while it's in the womb, it responds to stimuli. You know, a, a, a human baby in the womb will, uh, will, will, will kick and will move and, 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 um, and um, can be in distress and can and, and, and interacts with his environment even in the womb. The animals same. Animals the same. That's right. Like so you see that that's that's a sign that the soul is already there. The nefesh, the yeah. lower soul, the physical so soul I, is there I, already. I, but I, what does it mean? It gets in, introduced. It gets it gets injected. Confused. I don't know. So what it means is like this. What the Ramchal is alluding to is an idea that that we're, that we are <clears throat> informed of by the mystics, and you see the Ramchal is alluding to this idea over here. Everyone is in agreement, really, at the end of the day, to every, you know, more or less everything. The mystics and the, and the, and the, um, the um, commentators, Kabbalists, and everyone in between, the halachists, Talmudists, if you're within the, you know, the, the stream, the flow, of Torah, it's all mainstream, it's everything, you know, jives with everything else. And what we're told from the mystics is that life, life, which we're seeing right now is linked to this soul, even though it's a physical soul, life, all life, everywhere, every time, all the time, is in the hands of God. Life doesn't come into his ex- existence on its own, ever, nor does life 
create more life on its own. Life is capable of making a shell for life. It's capable of making a husk. It's capable of making a container for life. A cleave for life. But the essence of the life itself for that new container has to come from God, only comes from God, and is exclusively God's domain, regardless of how many generations have been spawned over here, regardless of, of, of uh, how much spawn has been spawned. God is single-handedly, exclusively there to generate and create life every single time. All over the place, all the time, 24-7. And that's what the Ramchal is alluding to when he says that the nefesh is infused into the being. It's God that's infusing it. God is introducing it. God is inserting it. And it's like that with the human being. It's like that all the way down, Rabbi Isai, to head lice. And be below head lice to anything that's considered to be alive. Now, Yosef Ari was asking yesterday about plant life versus animal life. This is by plant li- by animal life, not by plant life. Whatever's going to be classified halachically, or in lambdas, in, in, in Yiddishkeit, as, as uh, you know, at some point the lines will be blurred. You know, algae, that's pashas, that's plant life. What do you call microorganisms, viruses, and bacteria? In, uh, in science, I think, doesn't look at viri, viruses as something that are technically alive. I don't believe so. I think bacteria are viewed as something that's alive. Uh, viruses, I, I don't know, when you get into the nitty-nitty-nitty-gritty, that would be a fascinating discussion for us to have one time. Where do we make the, draw the line between what we classify as, as life in, 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 in Yiddishkeit and non-life, and where, how do we differentiate between animal life and plant life? Eh, we're not going to get into that right now. But whatever's considered to be animal, animal life, Let's say certainly, you know, um, head lice. That's that's uh, <clears throat> that's something that's alive that we consider that to be animal. That's a bug. Bugs are considered animal life. That's not, they're not plants. Um, every let's say uh, you know uh, a, a spider or insects can and fish. Let's say fish can lay hundreds of eggs in one in one uh, session, and and if they're Successful, they're lucky. You know, most of those hundreds of eggs will actually hatch into little fishelach, into little tadpoles, into little micro insects. Every single hatching, every single worm that emerges, every single beetle that comes out of that um, egg sac, God Himself is putting the nefesh in. God Himself is giving them the, 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 the spark of life. And that spark of life is a physical existence is a physical um, construct, but it's God himself that's doing it exclusively. Life is exclusively in the domain, the property of God's, regardless of the form of the life. So life doesn't really replicate itself, nor can man ever create life. And this is, um, you know, the final, we mentioned this, I think, here and there, wherever it's come up. Um, the the uh, final word on the matter of you know, will, will the scientists ever be able to engineer life in a laboratory just from chemicals? This is the can't. They can take something that's already alive and, you know, make more of it, generate more of it. Cloning, take a tissue that's already alive and clone tissue. Um, that's okay. This is working with something that's already alive. But to take a, a vat of chemicals, you know, we, theoretically, we know all the chemicals that go into a human being. You can take a human being, analyze them in a laboratory, and know, you know, just how much chemical compounds and molecular structures there are in that human being. Science... We'll never be able to take all the chemicals, all the you know the 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 the, the chemical compounds that go into a human being, and working 
the other way around, be able to reverse engineer that person and construct him from chemicals. Akash Baruch has to put the life in, and with that Rebbeinu there is no, there is no life. Um, the most, you know, we can ever make. You know, everyone knows the famous stories of the Gailum. The Gailum, which wasn't made by the Maral, but were, there were Gailums perhaps made by other people. Um, it's a concept that's out there, a Gailum fashioning, a Gailum. The most we can do is, is make just like, a, you know, a lump of clay. Um, the, the life, you know, when, what, what someone does when he's making a Gailum is he is um, able to make a clee. And the, the, the uh, whatever life that Golem has is coming from the Ratzon of Hashem, from the, 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 the Shemois HaKadoshim, the permutations that he makes with the names of God, the, 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 that essence, that life spark, even a physical one, can only come from God. Um, and it's like that everywhere, every time, we have no authority over there. And, 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 and to appreciate how far this goes, even when it looks like life is creating life, when it looks like a bird lays, lays an egg and that egg hatches into a new bird, when it looks like a human being has another baby, when it looks like a, 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 a uh, you know, bug lays an egg sac and hundreds of bugs come out of that egg sac, it looks like life, pre- looks like life is creating, begetting life, and that's maybe we would say Hashem created life to make more life, that's not true. That's not true. The Rebbeinu is still directly involved, intervening, and directly inserting and injecting and infusing every new little bug, every worm, every being with its lower nefesh, with its spark of life, with this construct that we said yesterday, which gives life. Okay? So that's what the Ramchal is alluding to when he says, It's not a natural... Um, property of life itself. It's not a natural property of the physicality that's being created by the, the mother bird, by the mother bug, by the mother beetle, by, by the parents. It, it's always coming from God. Chlor? Is it, is it axiomatic? Jesus says it in axiom? The axiomatic that the life is always going to be inserted? No, the axiomatic that God inserts life yes. uh, into every... Yes. Every... Mm-hmm. Without exception. Mm-hmm. Axiomatic without exception, yes, correct. So we, we just take it as a... Like, it's a given. It's a given. Life is the exclusive domain of God's, and it, 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 it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a unique concept and property which is reserved for God. And as an axiom, it doesn't require any proofs. Correct, like, like most of the information that we receive and in the same death of uh, this animals and the small bugs also Hashem uh, when they die. Um, does uh, are they being killed by Hashem? Um, I mean, you run over a squirrel with your car. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna die. Um, if it is that only is Hashem Himself summoning? No, with animals is not like that. With animals is not like that because animals only have a lower soul, and a lower soul, as we said, is physical. So you can squash that. Hashem gives it, but you can take it away by running over that squirrel do that killing a fly or squashing a cockroach but these things are very hard to kill it could be Hashem Hashem maybe is the one that's in charge of killing cockroaches that's what it would seem it's the only explanation right? <laughs> even if it's not a lunar soul what yeah I don't want to get into that that's a very controversial you're quoting the famous Archaim but most 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 opinions are not like that when it comes to a person 
you know, the upper nefesh, it's in the realm of, we didn't get into people yet. I mean, we didn't get into the upper nefesh yet, but that's, the pashtus is that, you know, the Rebbeinu Shalolim is in charge over there, and you're not going to be able to harm another person and, and or certainly take his soul away unless it was already deemed in Shemaim as such and, and the Malcham of us was dispatched. Otherwise, you won't be able to do it. So that's the pashtus. That's the pashtus. Let's not, you know, we know about the Orchaim, but can't make the Orchaim, who's the exception to the rule, into the rule. Yeah? So when somebody gets up to kill somebody, it's, it's more than just... Yeah, it, it, I mean, Chazal explicitly talk about the Malcham Avis, and Malcham Avis coming and summoning the soul, even though, you know, I, I wounded him, but all the, Malcham Avis has to be there to pluck the soul away. Right? Okay. Um, yeah. Okay, so anyway, but but uh, very, very, very important you cite to know over here. That this is, excuse me, this is um, Hashem's um, exclusive domain, and uh, you know, although as Yosef Ari is pointing out, we certainly could have understood understood otherwise. We could have presented that, yeah, Hashem created life, the original life, but from that point on, life begets life. That wouldn't be a crazy idea, but that's not how Hashem set up the Bria. That's not how Hashem set up the universe. Life is in the hands always of Hakadosh Baruch Hashem is the Be'er Ma'im Chaim. Hashem is a Lakim Chaim. Hashem is a source of life, and Hashem remain, remains a source of life. Life doesn't. I mean, life itself doesn't create life. Life itself doesn't produce life. It's Hashem always. And it's a, if you think about it, it's, you know, crazy concept, a mind-blowing concept, but this is what has been bequeathed to us um, as a matter of Messiah from the greatest beast down to the lowest microorganism that we'll call animal life. When it hatches, when it's born, it's the Rebbein Shalom himself putting the, 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 the nefesh tachter in there, putting the life there. So for living that around, life can't exist without Hashem's direct involvement. How about a bug that turns into a bug, like like a, a maggot, caterpillar, like a maggot turns into to a, a fly. fly? Yeah, yeah. I don't think Hashem is, has to be there at every stage. This is just that's how it evolves and develops. He just made it from the. That's right. It's programs. DNA tells it to do that, but Hashem puts that lower soul into the DNA. But it's not different from a, a child being a child developing. <laughs> yeah, it's just more. Arthur is asking this question because. It, 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 to us, it looks more impressive. It looks like, you know, different different creations. A maggot doesn't look like a fly, you know, and a caterpillar doesn't look like a butterfly. But ultimately, at the end of the day, we we, we will look at it the same way. Yeah, just, uh, we, we say <coughs> that's what it's programmed to do, and the life is there in in, in the first uh, spark. Okay. Um, yeah, but who adds my? So we are halfway through Aleph. Who adds my? So the um, the this nefesh tachtoin, this lower soul, which is physical, but which is there as a common property uh, to all creations, including man, it develops and guides the development of the body according to how that body works. Is exactly what Arthur just asked, right? The original sparks here. I'll just answer your question. The original. Um, spark of life that, that uh, intangible intangible, imperceptible but physical infusion of life is custom tailored to that creation and guides its development as that creation develops okay, it works together with the DNA however you want to say it scientifically but it's there to guide it, it only comes in once and it, and, and it develops and it grows and grows the animal as well um, it also 
this lower nefesh develops and and begins to spread itself out as the animal that it, it inhabits develops. And again, it's the seat of perception. It's the seat of analysis of of being able to be stimulated and being able to respond. So, as such, as the animal slash man slash beast creature insect develops and and um, has more of a capacity to have more of a refined uh, perception and a more of a, of a developed response to the perception stimulus. So that is also a indicator of this nefesh tachtoin developing. Okay, that was a, a mouthful and an earful, but he's basically saying being that the lower nefesh is the seat of of um, responding to one's environment and being able to perceive and analyze one's environment. We see as a creation develops, it has a broader range and a more refined uh, ability to perceive and to react. That is the nefesh developing. The nefesh develops. The nefesh expands. The nefesh refines itself as the life form that it inhabits expands and develops. So with the human being, you know, a baby, a baby. You see a baby, a baby, you know, begins with with a very limited abilities, a very limited range of perception and response, and that develops. The perception and response develops. It's able to, you know, recognize, um, you know, Walk, distinguish, walk, talk, right? Even before that, right? It's able to, you know, is born as just something that can only, you know, uh, understand when it's when it's hungry, when it's tired, and when it's wet and when it's dry. It makes noise. It makes noise <laughs> to uh, to uh, alert you, you know, that that what what it's what it's picking up on. It, it doesn't, you know, people doesn't. There's no difference between a, a person and a table, between a table and and uh, and um, you know the trees. There's, there's, there's no, there's no, um, at all, perception or refined, enhanced perception of anything else around it, and that that, that, that develops, and as that develops, its responses develop. Now, knows the difference between a person and a table. Um, may know the difference between a person. A person's coming. This person may rescue it. The table's not going to rescue it. It still may smile at the table, just like it smiles at the person, right? Still may do that, and then, uh, given enough time, it only will smile at the table, right? So, so you see, this is the, 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 the uh, development of the nefesh. Um, um, if, it's a, if it's a nice table. Um, <laughs> between all the different animals in creation, including mankind, there's you know, vast differences between their levels of intelligence and perception. Oh, the first line was about animals. Within the animal world, as we mentioned yesterday, there's higher um, animals with higher faculties, lower faculties, higher development, lower development. You know, definitely insects perceive vastly far, far, far less and respond far less to stimuli than, 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 than uh, you know, uh, um, <clears throat> mammals. Um, and people above the mammals, above that, understand, perceive, and respond to their environments exponentially higher than animals. But, all the analysis, stimuli, and response, even with people, is a function of the nefesh, the lower nefesh, which is, again, physical, not spiritual, based on its properties, how it functions and it works, which is linked to that particular animal. Also, the nefesh, A, is bound by two, two, two conditions, two properties that determine how the nefesh, the lower nefesh's ability to perceive and to respond. 
it's determined by the particular animal that it inhabits because the nefesh is linked to the animal. So higher level, high, higher, more higher developed and higher level animals have a higher nefesh. Man has the highest nefesh. Lower animals, lower creations have a lower nefesh. But also the particular kalim, the, the, the um, structure of this particular animal will also determine what the nefesh can do. Meaning if this animal or Rahman al-Islam person has some type of um, issue with its development, has developmental issues. If the kli, the physicality of the animal, of the person, um, is, 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 um, has issues not 100%, that will affect the nefesh's abilities as well to perceive and to respond within that kli. So the nefesh can, is, is limited by the kli that it's in. Nefesh has two limitations. It's limited by the species. An animal is never going to get a human soul. A bug is never going to get a, 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 an animal soul. It gets a bug soul. An animal gets an animal soul. So that's one limitation. The species is a limitation. And the particular kli that it goes into will also limit it. It may have you know, the soul of a monkey, but if, if, this, if, this, if they, they, they messed around with this monkey and they gave it a lobotomy, and they, they, they starved the brain of oxygen, right? And, and this mon- monkey is only like functioning 5% out of 100% of its, uh, what, it, what its brain is capable of doing, that will also limit the nefesh. So, so uh, um, the lumbus here is very interesting. The lumbus is very elegant. Um, a, 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 uh, any type of, of creation, be it animal or be it chasashom, a human being, that has certain developmental issues, congenital issues that, that delay development, uh, put a cap, hamper development, intellectual development. What we're looking at is the nefesh itself is on its own is really capable of more, but it's stunted, it's limited by by the kalim that it's given to work with. Um, okay. Um, that, this is where the term Chalm is with this line. Kfi achanas hakein l'hameshem shenlo. V'chol min u'min l'fi ma'ashehu. V'hinei, v'nefesh ha'adam yivchanu b'chinas v'koychis. Um, when we're talking about the lower nefesh of a human being, again, that physical nefesh, the lower physical nefesh, um, we can recognize different properties, different different koiches, uh, and different different um, abilities within the lower nefesh that a human has, that again are all linked to perceiving my environment and reacting to my environment, responding to my environment, analyzing my environment, and what are the properties that a human being has that are that are a function of the lower nefesh? Kegoin, hadimyan v'hazikaroin. The ability to imagine, that means to plan, to, to uh, you know, have, have a goal. I look around my, my, my environment, I see fruit, pineapples on the top of the tree. Pineapples don't grow on the top of the tree. I see coconuts on the top of the tree, right? <laughs> and um, and uh, so I see them, I want them. So if, you know, a, a person doesn't have a developed, refined nefesh, so he's, well, they're too high, I can't get them. But the, the nefesh of Adam, Batsam gives him the ability for dimyon for, for, for planning and planning, <coughs> which comes from imagining himself getting those fruits. So it's that's that's uh, uh, gives him a way to work around the pram. Zikarin, um, uh, memory, remembering what happened last time when you got the coconut. You went up to get the coconut; they feel came falling, uh, crashing down on, on on your skull, right? So you have to have a better plan this time. Haseichel, the intellect to uh, to taka have a plan that makes sense. Um, what are you going to do with all those coconuts? Do the haradzayin, the willpower, the drive, 
right? I see something and I respond to it. And there's a stimulus and it elicits a response. I want those coconuts. Kulam kaiches benefesh, they're all properties of the soul. And the soul, again, we're talking about a lower soul. And lower soul, again, means a physical soul. Mugbalim begvulim yedum apailim bedrachim yuchadim, which are all parameterized and structured in the way, the very best way that Akash Baruch set it up and have <coughs> different effects upon me. They're all ultimately properties of the lower nefesh. Okay, that wraps up Aleph. It's a good place to stop for today. Tomorrow we'll go weiter into Bayes and we'll see the higher nefesh, the nefesh that distinguishes man from animal. Um, so far we've talked about only that which man and animal have in common. And Mir Hashem, tomorrow we will see what sets man aside from animal. Okay, thank you all for joining. Everyone have a wonderful today. Thank have a good day.